0: Oh, and welcome to Unplaytested, the podcast about RPGs that have never been played before.
1: Because they never existed before! I'm Lara, my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Alex, I use he, him pronouns. And we're going to make a game based on a ludicrous suggestion chosen at random.
0: Yes, we're going to roll on our big list of names of games, well, names and ideas of games. Uh, How many are we up to currently?
1: Uh, give me a second. It looks like we're up to 32. And now, because you have your webcam pointed at your 32-sided die, so I'm the one who can see it, yep. I can see that you rolled an eight. All right. What is eight? Eight is a game in which you draw on yourself a lot. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. This is this is all we have to go on right now. This yes. is all we need. I'm gonna open up our might must mount list here. And, oh yeah, uh,
0: tell me more about that. What is that?
1: Well, this is the list that we use in which we keep track of the notes we make about this game. Most particularly, things that it absolutely must include, things that we think might be fun, and things that we won't do. Mhm. <laughs>
0: All right, so this is a game in which you must draw on yourself a lot. A lot.: So I do remember uh, part of the idea, I think, behind the the inspiration for this. Should I share that, or should we just go in fresh?:
1: Um, I think sharing inspirations and ideas is a good is a good metric. I'm down. Cool. So I think. Part of the seed for this was playing, uh,
0: With Those We Love Alive by Porpentine, which is a very cool, uh, interactive fiction game that is, I think it's in Twine, Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: it tells this very super intense narrative of, uh, being in love with this horrifying, monstrous alien empress, uh... Who is like really creepy and great, and you are like desperately attached to her, uh, and it has this wonderful sort of grim, dark setting where there are like cathedrals made out of angel bones and stuff. Okay, uh, it's extremely cool, uh, and one of the features of it, um, it also has some very cool, uh, pretty intentionally like trans stuff going on, where your character like has different maintenance things that they need to do to like you know get through their life and try to be the way they want to be and stuff which is pretty
1: neat trans analogies in my <laughs> rpg no thank you <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of
0: well, who would try to express that through a role-playing game weirdos
2: <clears throat>
0: so uh definitely not all, all of us Yeah,
1: Uh, do I need to mention that I'm trans, or does the disconnect between my voice and pronouns count?
0: I think we we all knew it just because it radiated off of you inevitably.
1: Oh, right, because I'm too cool to be cis. Thank you. Yeah,
0: obviously. That's why you're cooler than me. So, uh, in this game, not only do you do all the aforementioned cool stuff, you also, at certain points in the game, will take a moment to reflect on the incredibly surreal and or creepy and or lovely events that have just transpired and then the game instructs you to draw a symbol on your body with like a marker uh and have it represent what was going on there and it'll give you a little bit of a hint like oh draw a symbol of displacement or like draw a symbol of feeling contented or something like that right something Mm -hmm. that that lets you kind of reflect on what was going on uh and the thing that i really loved about it was that i was sort of drawing these symbols all like up and down my arms as i was playing uh and you sort of become this living document of the game that just happened to you and you know the the game says like if you want to you can like take a picture of your symbols and send them in and we'll like put them up on you know uh the website or something um and so you can kind of be like here's the living archive of my game on me, which is pretty neat.
1: That is pretty badass. I'm Yeah. I'm into this notion of becoming a a living a living reflection of a series of events.
0: Yeah, and one thing that I thought was extremely cool was that no it doesn't say anything about where to make these marks.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: mine were all up and down my arms and on my hands, but like you end up making a bunch of them like probably like 20 or 30 so i was kind of running out of space like how do i fit a symbol of impermanence on here like maybe it'll be some wiggly lines i guess that they just sort of on the side of my hand um but i was looking at some of the pictures people had submitted and some people did it like on you know their chest and torso or like on their face or stuff like it got cool and it was it's you you got a very different like you know where you were drawing stuff really changed how the drawings felt even regardless of what they were because hmm. mine were very like symbolic like oh i'm just gonna draw like you know for a chasm it'll be like a line and then a drop down and then going up and then another line and sort of like darkening in the v in the middle so it kind of looks like a rough representation of a chasm whereas other people are actual artists that are drawing like oh here's like you know this photorealistic eye with, a, like, feathers for eyelashes or something, right? And you're like, oh my god.
1: I'm just t- jotting down some some notes here in the under the might. Heavily symbolic drawings, I like. Archive of events drawn upon you, mm-hmm. I like.
0: Huh. Yeah, the interesting thing is, now that I think about it, that was a one-player game. Mm-hmm. Which we usually don't do, but I guess there's no law saying we couldn't if we wanted to.
1: I'll, I mean, I will check the bottom of our magical scroll that has cursed us to make this pod. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it doesn't say we can't. The only thing it says we can't do is Tumbling Block Tower. Oh, thank so, God. <laughs> um, I mean, are you, do you want to make this a one-player game? It's going to make next week's Let's Play This a little interesting, or perhaps not? I mean, but... we could
0: make multiple people play it. We could. See how it went. Uh, I haven't I haven't actually done a ton of one player games. Have you done many one player games? I'm trying not to think.
1: Really? No.
0: Yeah, I did uh with these phantom hands for the one move jam. Uh but I've never actually played that one. I just made it and then threw it out there, which is very unusual for me.
1: I mean that's that's indie RPG designers though. That that happens.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I hear. It's still my first time doing it, and I still feel like uneasy about it, like. I hope the game works. A couple it people works. have played it. And well enough. They didn't complain.
1: Okay, let's make this, let's let's say one player game. Let's think in terms of one player. This is, yeah. this is an intriguing option for me. And if it works out that we go,
0: you know what? What if there was another player or more players? We can always add them in if we
1: need to. Mm-hmm. Now, what I don't necessarily want to do is have this to be some sort of eerie, eldritch queen worship thing? Let's not steal that much from Yeah, from no, Corbentine.
0: let's not. I already did do that uh, when I wrote uh, To Serve a Monstrous Empress, which uh, is a game that I probably will never play and encourage no one to ever play that I submitted for <laughs> uh, the 200-word RPG jam. Not jam, just the 200-word RPG contest. And uh, it's horrible because it's supposed to be. I tried to make it as safe as possible while being as horrible as possible but uh, don't go look it up well, do go look it up if you want to but don't play it, please
1: Look it up and download it just so you can never open it and delete it unread. Yeah. That's more than it deserves. But if you
0: do that, tell me about it because I, I don't think I've ever gotten anyone's feedback on it
1: Well, now I feel like I ought to do that but... <laughs> you could I'm, bu- I'm busy doing this. Yeah, yeah so why are you drawing on yourself? Why are
0: you drawing on yourself?
1: Because like, I, I, I'll throw this out when we when I first saw this prompt, what I thought is there's going to be like, oh, there's going to be some kind of runic magic thing, right? Ooh, I like a runic magic thing. In in drawing upon yourself, you I don't know alter your nature mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah, you read uh the Death
0: Gate cycle by margaret weiss and tracy hickman
1: i have not
0: it's apparently those authors are like variously problematic for some reasons that i forget exactly or like their other books aren't very good that series is kind of cool uh because one of the peoples in it are these super powerful magic users who are like imprisoned in a horrible labyrinth full of monsters that they've been trying to break out of for like thousands of years and they have this A form of magic where they tattoo different runes onto their body that have like cool magical effects and they all sort of spiral out from a heart rune over your heart and like each of the runes and how it's connected to the other ones have these very complex uh magical things that they do and like oh when you try to make a force field then it might light up like a certain array of runes on you and stuff
1: badass
0: yeah it's it's extremely badass that would be weird if you wrote a game and then people were like, "Oh, I got a tattoo of the uh, the symbol I drew on myself for your game." That'd be wild. That,
1: that would be. Now our goal is to make a game where people do that. Yeah. Huh. A a game in which you need to get a tattoo. You ha- oh, Put yeah, that you on get, the list.
0: You get more points. Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> you get. You get an unlock an achievement if you get a tattoo.
1: Oh man, my chivos. <laughs> <sighs> I need it for my gamer score. Yeah, I feel like we're getting distracted from this particular game in which you draw on yourself a lot. That's extremely fair. Yeah. Okay.
0: What should you draw on yourself with? Because I marker was sort of where my brain was going, but you could definitely do, I don't know, paint or pen or something. I don't know what the advantages of different media would necessarily be.
1: Yeah. When I was in grade school, I was told that if you draw on yourself, the ink will gets absorbed into your bloodstream and I think the implication was kill you. I don't know if that's a thing. (laughs) That seems like a thing that people would tell the kids, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, use a non-poisonous marking implement. I'm going to Google Draw
0: on Yourself Dangerous.
1: Just to make sure.
0: (laughs) Broadly speaking, inks used in pens are non-toxic when applied to skin. With caveats. I'm sure it'll be fun
1: we'll just like put a little liability notice on the game right you
0: have to sign a waiver to play this
1: oh <laughs> uh, you're not meant to actually do that it's a social experiment yeah or something um anyway i was assuming marker because markers are pretty comfortable to draw on yourself with
0: yeah that's and you know people will have access to them
1: i guess like here's a an interesting early division mm. multiple colors one color do we care
0: I don't think we care. I think it's more fun if people get it decided for themselves. What's up? Okay, that's fair. That's my that's my first impression anyway. If we later think up like, ooh, orange means this, then we we can.
1: Right, like playing with multiple colors gives us room to play with colors, I guess. But I, at least in my mind, single dominant shade sells runic magic tattoo thing better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Bears consideration.
0: So our things we want to get are we need some sort of structure, some sort of task or scene resolution, and a title. Oh yes, okay. That's our, our three big objectives. Do we have any thoughts for how this game would be structured? Oh
1: boy. So, I guess what my like, brain is suggesting to me mm. is that we start, you have a character, that is a person in some sort of duress Mm -hmm. and that like you have to draw on yourself to deal with problems as they arise. And whether this is like, you're sort of making them up as sort of a journaling exercise or they come from a list. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but for every time, you know, you have this problem hit you You have to think, well, how do I adapt to overcome or destroy it? And then that gets drawn symbolically on you as like a diegetic in-universe. This is the inscription you are carving into your flesh to change your nature. And an out-of-universe, this is the reminder of the thing that you did.
2: Dang.
0: I like that. (laughs) Okay. So you're sort of saying that the act of drawing is the resolution... And also the reminder of the resolution.
1: Yes, and I'm putting that on the must list.
0: Yeah, that's cool. You're like, okay, I need to move this big tree out of the way. And if I want to strike a tree with lightning, I draw a lightning-struck tree on my arm. Oh, man. And then it is so?
1: Then it is so. And then I, like, that makes it happen? Or that gives me the capacity to thrust lightning or something? Mm. (sighs) Hmm. I kind of like,
0: uh, I kind of like it giving you the capacity to do the thing even more than it being a one off because you could be like, listen, if I run into future problems that are solvable by a bolt of lightning, I've got that. It's right here on my arm. Like I didn't lose it. Right. Right. That seems kind of fun. And then you're like, oh, no, I need to I need to get the big promotion at work. I can't (laughs) solve that with a lightning bolt. (laughs)
1: Oh, can't oh, I? Can't I? <laughs> well, then I guess I'm just gonna draw a real nice tie on my neck to give me corporate powers. Ah. <laughs>
2: oh. Yeah,
0: this this obviously the setting is like a like a 2002 office space cubicle farm. I'm
1: not inherently no, dude, opposed stop. to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's only a joke. I divert what I said.
1: Um, well, then, what is the setting? What Where the setting, are we?
0: Or is there a setting? Is this a uh, come-up-with-your-own-thing kind of setting-flexible system?
1: I feel like, right now, things are pretty vague. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to like really buckle down on like either a setting... Or a very strong theme, just to give the player something to hang their hat on, you know?
0: Yeah, that seems very fair. So, maybe you are a survivor of a spaceship crash on, like, an alien moon. You got a no no-man-sky it up with your cool alien rune magic.
1: That's interesting. I Think of situations that. where you'd
0: kind of be by yourself and also be facing obstacles.
1: Right. Uh... I was thinking um, Kipo in the Age of Wonder Beasts. Heck yeah. Which I need to watch the second season of that. You need to watch all the seasons of it. Uh, is the third one out too? Yeah,
0: it just came out. It's amazing. They stick the landing really well.
1: Beans. Uh, and that's pretty similar to landing on a an alien world with some, I guess I'm just going to say mutation magic. Spoiler warning, I guess. Uh,
0: okay. So you're thinking of going in a, in a, or does that imply that you're thinking of going in like a, you're changing your own body by drawing stuff on it? Direction. I, th- I
1: think I am going, you know, light body horror.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A- and or like body euphoria, right? We're like, ooh, oh. I would. it would be convenient if my
1: body was like this. And then it is. Who doesn't and like that? And then it is, if I draw it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The trans person's like, let's do some shape-shifting. Why not? Yeah.
0: You're like, you know what? I would love to have some antlers. And then you draw yourself some little antlers.
1: Oh. And then you can use those antlers to, like, shove a car out of your way. Yeah. Screw that car. <laughs> Eat teeth, car.
0: <laughs> okay, tell me more about this, uh, this Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts-esque setting
1: okay um i mean if i'm just gonna steal it from the very good netflix show that our listeners should probably uh catch yeah it's a post-apocalyptic is it la it's something like la right yeah Presumably. Um, yeah in which uh humanity as we know them have been driven underground into burrows and the surface world has been taken over by monocultural elevated animals <laughs> Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, your giant anthropomorphic raccoons that jazzercise and your, uh, disco bees and whatnot. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, they
0: basically stole that idea from you. That is, it's pretty synanthropes, which is It's pretty synanthropes?
2: Hmm, I'm a little Mm.
0: suspicious now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sue. You even had raccoons? They missed out on not having, uh, cockroaches that... Form a single hive mind together, though.
1: Well, I mean, maybe there will be a sequel series. Yeah, uh, they do have the uh what do you call them? Water the tardigrades.
0: The tardigrades. Yeah, that form a single hive mind, which is is pretty cool.
1: Those are badass. Yeah, we're getting real distracted this week, aren't we? That's fair. This is a tangenty. When we don't have a guest, we're very tangenty. Yeah, yeah, it's because there's nobody to
0: uh, impress.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just our thousand of listeners.
0: Yes. So, post-apocalyptic world.
1: Post-apocalyptic, or, I mean, or alien space world is cool as well. Yeah.
0: What do we say that in order to keep things contained, maybe there are different factions on this world, Mm -hmm. like in Kipo, but there's only like three to five of them. That seems reasonable. Again, kind of like in Kipo, so that you're not like, well, time to make a whole city in my head. So what if you say, OK, here's my three or five different factions
2: mm. and
0: here's a couple characteristics that each one of them has and like what they want, you know, sort of like you were building a front in Apocalypse World. Not that I know how to do that exactly because I've never actually MC'd it. Nor I. And uh, then you just get to go around and like interact with this world and watch how it changes and stuff. Feel like that could be kind of interesting.
1: Watch how it changes as you change.
0: Yeah, that's pretty
1: interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of get a little bit of uh, like being the being the you know lone wanderer coming from out of town who upsets the status quo type thing.
1: Hell yeah, love the lone wanderer. Yeah, no, this is real great. I have kind of a a, a thought. Hmm. In terms of like how we generate the uh uh like the problems that you have to contend with i wonder if this is the sort of thing where we could come up with kind of a randomized dice roll generator where if we say like if we were to say okay there are four factions and you have a d4 then any given turn is you roll that and that is, like, who is currently causing trouble? And then maybe there is some other bit of, you know, maybe there are six, like, locations of note Mm -hmm. and 12 things that you can do there. (laughs) (laughs) You can have a smoothie at the nuclear reactor. (laughs) Right. And that's sort of how uh, how you create your, like, prompt for okay what is the problem that is going on here Mm -hmm. and how am i going to fix that uh,
0: by giving myself a really big werewolf foot
1: (laughs) i am super into this i feel like if we like lean hard on you being the lone wanderer confronting these factions The setting itself can be pretty, like, you can create it. We might Mm -hmm. have, like, a generic, hey, here's an idea. Here's our post-apocalyptic L.A. that we stole from Kipo. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can make your own. Yeah. But then, like, the way that you deal with it through change and mutation can be, like, well, is this me altering my body form because I'm some sort of cool mutant? Or are we doing something more sci-fi where when I'm like drawing on myself, what I'm diegetically doing is replacing that component with a new robot part, a cyber ah, cyber part. That seems cool too. I
0: kind of like the idea of, of giving people a choice where it's like, are you doing this biologically or technologically or mm-hmm. magically?
1: Or like fully arcane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely choice of the nature of alteration? Yeah, you can choose what your what
0: your power source is, what your changes manifest as.
1: Robo, bio. Magico. Something something else. Yeah. God, what are the other city of heroes power sources? There's (laughs) I don't know actually. I think there's like tech, and then there's natural. That overlaps a lot with Robo and Bio, but we'll deal with that mm-hmm. in post. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm into this.
0: So how do we set up this narrative to be like not falling into any potentially gross, like colonially white saviory type of pitfalls?
2: Ah, beans. I'd like to
0: avoid those if possible, right?
1: I, yeah, I do love avoiding them.
0: Because the, you know, oh, I'm, I'm coming in from out of town and I'm going to show everyone the right way to live is a little bit... It's possible to go to some unfortunate places with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, I guess if you do that and you're playing a one-player game, you sort of only have yourself to blame. But also, if we were able to, like, make that as, like, counter to the game's intentions as possible, that might be nice. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that definitely does make sense. I mean, I feel like step one is to just definitely render explicit. Hey, you don't get to become the leader of all of these factions. Yeah. That's, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like is, is, I guess your outsideriness is pretty codified and is just going to get more so over time. Right. Right. As you end
0: up like, I mean, I don't know. Because are you becoming, like, increasingly weird and gross, or are you becoming increasingly, like, perfect and beautiful, or, like, what are you doing? It sort of is up to the player a little bit, right?
1: Oh, interesting, yes.
0: Because you could end up like, oh, I am a weird, misshapen mass of, like, creepy body parts, or you could be like, no, I'm, like, this is
1: exactly how I want to be, and this is great. I'm a cool antler angel with kitty paws. Yeah. Just just like I write about in my life journal. Mm-hmm. I've got one green eye and one blue eye.
2: <laughs> my
1: name is Ebony Raven Darkness Dementia <laughs> Way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've mutated myself into a vampire witch. Goth. Mm-hmm.
0: Vampire witch, half demon, half angel.
1: 100% cute all unicorn um okay how how do we avoid colonialism i guess maybe uh, maybe tied into that is like what your kind of goals and direction are here
2: mm-hmm. is there
1: a way that we can give our player a specific purpose in this area that is not fix it or control it
0: yeah because i feel like that's The main verbs we don't want them to be doing is, like, conquering, exploiting, uh, like you said, the one, that one you said, and then the other one you also said.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good ones.
0: Uh... Uh, what do we want them to be doing? Maybe we should approach it from that angle. What do we want to say? Oh, are there, are there different types of scenes where it's like, oh, you could be doing a helping scene where you help someone who needs help. You could be doing a healing scene where you fix something that's been hurt.
2: Mm-hmm. You could
0: be doing a reconciliation scene where you uh help two of the factions that are not getting along get along better.
1: Oh yeah, I like that. So types of sc- types of scenes that promote positive interaction.
0: Yeah, that seems nice, right? Yeah, it does potentially lead into the "I know best." Uh, ness of things, which is also like, sort of a white savior-y thing, if you do it wrong. Um, but writing things is hard and it's pretty easy to mess up anything. I
1: don't know. What if, like, you have an ultimate goal that is something very concrete like leave or yeah. escape? That way, I mean, if you want to play this as you come in and save everyone and are the big fancy outsider who fixes their lives. Like, I guess we cannot physically stop you. Right. But, the sort of built-in structure is you are navigating these factions, and your goal is to just get out of here, having you know, changed somewhat in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I really like about Fallout New Vegas. Mm. Uh, an- another... You know, a game with four very distinct factions. Uh, And while you definitely do become the savior of the land, at least in the first half of the game, you have this beautifully concrete goal, which is kill the guy who shot you in the head. Mm. Uh, And it's so great to have a game where you aren't like controlling the fate of the world. You're just trying to get revenge on fucking Matt Perry. Uh (laughs) I just want to kill Matt Perry. Can you blame me?
0: What if your goal is something really petty? Oh, yeah. Where it's like, I just want to find my lucky sweater. It's lost somewhere in the ruins of this city. I just want that sweater back.
1: Petty concrete goals. That seems
0: kind of fun, right? That does seem kind of fun.
1: Because if it's like a really big
0: goal, like, assemble all the pieces of your spaceship so that you can fly away, like... Mm -hmm. Given that the character is really powerful, you'll be really tempted to, like, always be working towards that in every scene, which will make all the scenes feel kind of samey, I feel like. Fair. Uh, Whereas, if you're like, no, my goal is really easy to achieve, it's just, like, kind of unlikely because it's weirdly difficult... Mm-hmm. or, like, I have to find some incredibly specific one thing, then you can just sort of have fun, like, goofing around and tooling around and doing stuff, and then eventually you're like, oh, hey, I did it. Nice.
1: Is there a, a mechanical backing for oh, hey, I did it, or is the oh, hey, I did it kind of like, well, I'm tired of playing and my arms are full. so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I, I guess I did it. Uh, you did mention tables of
0: stuff to look mm-hmm. things up on. Uh, we could make this even more synanthropes-like and have it being using a deck of cards as an oracle. And then oh. one of the cards is the, hey, you found your thing card.
1: Okay, deck of card oracle. I'm super into that, especially if we do like four factions. Mm-hmm. Each faction has a suit nominally associated hey. with it. Nice. Oh, yeah. You could do something like, if you get the ace of every deck, you're done. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, I am into that. I'm going to make a note about that. um, And then I'm going to make a note about how long we've been chatting. Because well, it's, it's been probably a bit over half an god. hour. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I like... know,
2: right? How did that happen?
1: Uh, Which means we probably need to... <sighs> we need to get paid,
0: babies. Yeah, we gotta get that money rolling in from our commercial break.
1: <laughs> so, we'll be right back.
0: All right, so here to tell us about uh, Synanthropes Light, we have Lara.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unplaytested is brought to you this week by Sinanthropes Light. Uh, by, I guess I'll say it's by Glaive Quizarm Games, even though I wrote it uh, long before Glaive Quizarm Games existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is the kind of light- Demo version of Synanthropes, a game which does not exist, and... Maybe will someday? Question mark? Um... (laughs) In Synanthropes Light, humanity has long ago abandoned the Earth. Leaving behind little more than their trash and the animals who live within it, the world was inherited by vermin—rats, roaches, crows, cane toads, raccoons, and geckos—who've evolved to live in humans' ho- human homes and feed off of humanity's leavings. They have flourished in our absence, becoming intelligent species in their own right, curious about the world, and about those mysterious humans who left them behind. Uh, This game is a 15-minute exploration of what it's like to be a sentient non-human person in which you will gather a human artifact, any physical object you can all uh, look at and prod and poke and play with, and you will take on the role of one of these animals, uh, discussing this thing as if you had never seen it before because you hadn't. What does a warlike highly toxic toad think a corkscrew is for? What does an extremely asocial gecko make of scissors? And what does a human worshipping rat want to do with a Rubik's cube? That's for y'all to figure out. Yay! Synanthropes Light! Uh, available at glavequizarm.itch.io or through glavequizarm.com. Glavequizarm games. Ask for them by glaive. <laughs> I was like, "You don't have a second half for that." Do you? I don't. <laughs> that I was should... a great one.
0: <laughs> Ask for them by glaive. Throw oh. a
1: glaive at me with your request on it. <laughs> I, you know, I'll take a glaive. It's a knife I'll on a stick. A... I could use Play it. Glaive, yeah. But don't give me a glaive quasarm. I hate those things. No, I just like alliteration. <laughs>
0: All right, back to our game.
1: Yes. Yes. So we're drawing on
0: ourselves. We're turning into stuff. Is there anything to having a couple of options for how you change when you change? I'm thinking something like when you're interacting with a faction Mm -hmm. and you do a transformation, you could become more like that faction
2: Mm. or you could
0: become more like something else. Like, oh, maybe I'm becoming more like this other faction who are your rivals. Or maybe I'm becoming more like whatever I used to be back in the day.
1: Now, this is interesting because that kind of brings us back to color as potentially having meaning, doesn't it? True, true. That's
2: interesting. Factions
1: could have a color associated with them. They could Uh, do. presents accessibility concerns, obviously. Hmm. What if the factions have different artistic styles
0: like this faction uses a lot of round smooth uh iconography and symbolism and this one uses lots of harsh edges and straight lines and this one uses lots of dots that are connected together or whatever right like each one has their own sort of aesthetic
1: Mm mm-hmm Curves, lines, dots? I am 100% behind that. Part of me is like a bunch of little squares that
0: then sort of blend into these waves that then, you know, have these like organic looking bits or something. Yeah. That oh. might be for a fun, you could sort of tell which faction is winning uh, based off of how the person looks at the end. So maybe, just to just to spitball some more based on that, Maybe the different factions have different ways that they approach problem solving.
1: Okay. Like, that's
0: what they have an ideological divide. You know, maybe the dot pointers really like breaking down a problem into its component parts, or they really like finding patterns among data where you normally wouldn't or something, right?
1: Right, I'm into that. They're they're natural analysts. They're yeah. I don't know. They're robots.
0: Yeah, and the the square-y, squarey sharp lines are, you know, the the hard-headed and blunt and forceful types or something.
1: Yeah, you're you're Klingons.
0: Yeah. Robots Klingons, cuz I feel like we can we could pretty easily come up with some very generic uh attributes for each faction that way and that would leave it open for the person to say, "Okay, well in my world, the Dot pointers, who are also the hearts or whatever, are going to be lizard people, whereas when you play through the game, they are a coven of witches.
1: Hmm. That. I'm super into that. Oh, of course, we can associate the shape with the suit. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The dot pointers are probably the clubs, because those are the. Not the chubs, the clubs, because those, those are the dottiest. The sharp lines are almost certainly the diamonds. Mm hmm. Who are the hard-headed ones? Ooh, roundy curvies can be the hearts. Our hearts are roundy
0: curvies.
1: Yeah, hey, um, what
0: what's the spade? Oh man, spady, spady, shapy,
1: spady, shapy. You just have to draw um, spades all over
0: yourself. That's terrible.
1: Maybe maybe spades are like thick thick lines, mm. like they're filled in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're like
0: arrowy liney, because the spade arrow-y is kind of pointing right.
1: Okay, yeah. Maybe like, oh, if
0: I've got like a big long line going across, that's like the arrowy liney people.
1: I support this. The arrowy liney. So, okay, what what are the hats for our curvy wigglers and our arrowy liney ones? Hats? I mean, so the the dotty pointers are the uh, analytical, uh, breakdown of problem ones. The sharp lines are the hard headed, toughy wuffies. You know, mm-hmm. they're hats. Planet of hats. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. Uh,
0: maybe the the lines are huh.
1: hierarchical,
0: like bureaucratic. Whoa, that's. I'm thinking. I'm
1: thinking flowcharts is what I'm thinking.
0: Okay, okay. I kind of like that. Yeah, they're the hierarchical bureaucrats. If you have like a weird post-apocalypse church or something, it might be them. Yeah. Or a, or a corporation or something.
1: And our Curvely wigglers, curvily wigglers, curvily wigglers, <laughs> are I don't know, are they what? Are our little, our nature, our natural ones, our naturalists? Yeah, that feels, it
0: feels, it feels kind of like the the river stone that's been eroded by the flow of water. Maybe they're kind of the live and let live, go with the flow types.
1: All right, <laughs> I am super into that water tribe, fire nation. <laughs> <laughs> Air Nomads and Earth Kingdom, in that order. Yep. Um. And I think this is really... I'm really... The more I think about it, the happier I am with, like, giving each faction a theme and then saying, like, what that means is up to player decision. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, Are we sticking with post-apocalyptic as being, like, a definite thing? Because... I think we've both sort of made that assumption on and off over the past 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, I feel like we could just say that's a suggested default setting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's like, is Bloodborne a post-apocalypse? It's just a weird-ass world that happens to exist in a weird way, right? Maybe you just go and you're like, oh, here's this weird city that I've come to.
1: Okay. Here's a weird city. Post-apocalyptic is an easy way to make it. But if you want to do something else, mm-hmm. live live your dreams.
0: Yeah. Maybe, uh, is there anything? I like, kind of like, here's a weird city. You're coming to this weird city. You used to live here, but then you left and now you're coming back. Mm. That kind of gives us a way to get around the, you're coming to somewhere that is, uh, you know, foreign that you're changing with your ways.
1: I like that.
0: They're like, no, no, no. This is, this is my old stomping grounds. And uh, it's changed a lot because I've been gone for a thousand years or something. Right.
1: I'm into that. I'm into that. So you probably, like, you know, these factions in the broad strokes, but they can still surprise you. Yeah. Cool. And like, you've been gone long enough that you aren't considered to be a part of the city anymore.
0: Right. I think that makes sense. Yeah. You can't just, you know, go walk into your old apartment or something because it's currently a hive.
1: For the sentient cockroaches.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So are we using a
0: full 52 cards worth of prompts? Because that is a lot of prompts that we would then have to write.
1: What I was thinking is that we could write 13 prompts and have Mm. each one be associated with, you know one of the different factions so you have a Uh, prompt that is someone needs help no you have a better prompt than that but we'll stick with that (laughs) two is someone needs help and if it's a two of clubs it's a a robot needs help if it's a two of diamonds it's a war stomper (laughs) Mm -hmm. or whatever we want to call those right um
0: okay cool so that's just which card you draw and then the ace is like ah a stroke of good luck, you have found a clue that leads you to your MacGuffin that you're trying to get. And then once you get all of the aces, then you're done yep. So. Yep. What if that takes too long and the person gets bored? Ooh. Like, how do we how do we give this game a little bit of pep in its step? Do we want to mess with the deck and say, like, if you want to play a game that's X long, take the four aces out shuffle the rest of the cards, deal out 20 of them, and then shuffle the aces into there. And if you want it to be longer, do 30 cards. You want it to be longer, do 40 cards. Something like that.
1: That seems easy enough. Because yeah. I
0: feel like for a for a journaly type game, uh, you don't necessarily want to succeed too soon, but you also, like, people are going to be like, I'm running out of marker here. I've drawn 38 symbols on my body.
1: That is true. That is kind of a lot of cards, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Hmm. But as long as we say, we've got prompts for all these different things, and maybe we we throw on some mechanics and say, Ah, this faction is, now that you've helped them, they're doing better somehow. Is that anything? Like, you're influencing the fates of these factions and their little struggles against each other, or...?
1: Maybe that is something. Like... Maybe your interaction can effectively change the deck? Go on. Like, I'm thinking if you were to get a prompt that is, I don't know, the king of hearts, and you are asked to successfully steal the darts. Um, <laughs> you know, you, part of the prompt is, hey, if you accomplish this, then uh, this faction will gain great power so you uh, can treat the next card you draw as if it were an ace. Oh. Or, like, if you beat the two... The, no, no, the three. Three for war. Uh, three for war is you... Okay, these two factions are battling. You can choose to help one of them. And if you do, then whoever they're fighting against, you just discard the next... Three cards from them, unless mm. one of them is an ace. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. something slightly complicated, so that while the deck is fifty-two, effectively your actions can front-load the aces that you're looking for. That seems fun. I like that.
0: Yeah, and I kind of like the idea of having some uh some elements of choice. Like I've been playing a bunch of Hades recently, and it feels like that game has some behind-the-scenes stuff where you're like, oh. I'm taking a bunch of boons from Ares and Athena, so I'll probably run into more Ares and more Athena as I go through this run. I'm not going to see as much Poseidon as I would if I were taking a bunch of Poseidon boons.
1: Yeah, and then you get the sweet-ass duo boons. Oh, the duo boons!
0: So good! Yeah, you get some sort of ability to modify this game a little bit, where you go, you know what? I really want to focus on this faction and that faction, So maybe there's an effect I get that lets me go through and just, uh, just discard. Or maybe instead of a discard the next couple ones you get, it's just a, like, flip over the top couple cards, and if there's any of X faction in there, discard them or something. I'm trying to think of the the way that requires the least cognitive weight for the player, so you're not having to, like, remember the several different conditions you have applying when you're drawing.
1: Yeah, maybe, like, it could be as simple as next round, draw two, pick one. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Maybe you're always drawing two and picking one. Maybe you are always drawing two and picking one. That's not that's not bad. That That really cuts things down. I like drawing two and picking one. Yeah, okay, draw two and pick one. That (laughs) fuck all that (laughs) Uh, we can do the other stuff too. Uh but just just No, that stuff shits teeth. (laughs) 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 I'm more powerful than dime. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wait, what if you draw two aces, though? So
0: maybe, <laughs> maybe you draw two and pick one, or you draw the card that's on top of the discard pile. Oh. So if you drew two aces, you would discard one of them, and then you'd be like, let me go get that other ace real quick.
1: That worked. Yeah. And and then if you decide, hey, I would like to just keep playing this for another week, you'll just keep running through the discard pile. You can just keep going through the whole discard pile backwards. We
0: can't stop you. You could have your whole body covered in Sharpie.
1: (laughs) He's more Sharpie than human at this point.
0: (laughs) Just as we intended.
1: Okay. I am... I'm super into that. Yeah.
0: (sighs) So, it occurs to me that a lot of the difficulty or an amount of the difficulty in this game is going to be in writing good prompts, which we currently have, uh, sort of shuffled off to future us to deal with. Do we want to do any dealing with that live on the show real quick? Just to see if we, uh, can.
1: Okay, that's not a bad idea. I think that, like, let's do very broad strokes. This is, like, what did we have up here? The types of scenes that promote positive interaction just like very simple simple prompts um mm-hmm. so ace is a stroke of luck leads you towards MacGuffin. Yeah. two is somebody needs assistance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. three is two or this faction is fighting someone else Maybe
0: four, uh, I kind of like four, since that's the number of factions being like, ah, there's some sort of a meeting between everyone
2: ooh. that
1: you can
0: influence or observe.
1: There's a meeting between the faction. How about five? There's a celebration.
0: Oh, yeah. What? And six, maybe six is a, a peaceful moment of tranquility.
1: I love it. Never going to pick that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you draw two sevens.
1: Ah, uh, beans. Uh, a natural disaster. Reconstructing after a natural disaster. Something bad has happened and we're in the aftermath.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool. I like the idea that it's like, no, a disaster happened and you weren't able to stop it. Yeah. That's kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Let's make that explicit. You didn't help. <laughs> or you couldn't help.
0: <laughs> right, you couldn't help. You weren't there.
1: <laughs> you didn't help. I mean, you could have stopped it. You just ate a sandwich. They were like, we need somebody to shoot lightning at a tree. Anybody? <laughs> Anyone? The tree's gone mad with power. Um, got anything else? Mm. Oh, that was flowing
0: for a minute there. What are we on, 10? Uh, 7. 7? No!
1: <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. We're on 7. Didn't we just stop saying numbers? I thought we were on, like, 8 or 9. Oh, we have done 7, so we're on 8. How's that? Okay, that's fair. Okay.
0: What are, are these written down somewhere? So oh, there's agility. Adelaide of a Natural Disaster. Okay. Eight. this would be a convenient time to know, like, tarot or something that I could just draw. And, like, well, the Eight of Swords means this.
1: What if Eight is you're taking a meal? Cause, yeah! Because it's Eight. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, okay, that's what it is. Eight Eight. <laughs> eight is
0: uh sharing food with someone.
1: And then a battle happens.
0: That's a really fun way to... uh to flesh out the different factors. Like, what do they eat?
2: Nine.
0: What do Nine is like, uh... Huh, no. I want ten to be, like, dealing with death or loss. Like, specifically. Hmm. That seems kind of interesting to me. I don't know why that's ten and not nine. I feel like nine is usually kind of like a lucky number, right? I mean, obviously... Guess? Numbers mean a lot of different things depending on who you ask.
1: So ten is dealing with a death.
0: Yeah. Like, okay. like... Not necessarily, like, someone is going to die, but, like, morning rituals, traditions, you know, Mm -hmm. funerals, that sort of thing.
1: Nine! What if nine's a game? A game? That sounds great. What are the games we play?
0: What are the games we play? I like that.
1: I keep having to, like, fight my natural urge to say, oh, then Jack, is someone comes to kill you, (laughs) because, like... (laughs) I don't know. I have too many video games. I guess, but that's fair. But Jackie is somebody comes to kill
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jack the assassin.
1: Well, maybe Jackie is like a a confrontation. That's not a bad option.
0: Yeah, maybe it's, it's uh, a a confrontation, a trial. If you want to get into an an arm wrestling match with someone.
1: Okay, confrontation, trial, fight. Yeah. Is King, like, a meeting with a friggin' leader of this faction? Is that too on the nosy? I know, right? I'm like, how do you not be super on the nose for what Queen and King are? They're just so loaded. I'm gonna put it down, and we reserve the right to change our mind.
0: What if... What if we chess it up and say, Queen is you meet with someone who's really important and great, and King is, like, someone who is technically in charge, but they suck. I don't
1: know. Okay. Queen is you meet with a powerful member of the faction. King is you meet with a, like, symbolic member of the faction.
0: Yeah. Someone who is a symbol of the faction. That sounds kind of cool.
1: I'm into that. Okay, cool. We did that with 13. High five. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: Ace is just, hey, you got a stroke of good fortune or destiny or something.
1: You found one-fourth of your lost sweater. Yeah. So, let me just take a look at like what do we still need here we got our structure we need we have a game structure we have our our friggin what do you call it? our deck Mm-hmm. that's good i love it we have some form of task or scene resolution it's mm-hmm. when you're ready to end the scene draw the way you change your body on it and do a thing yep <laughs> and we need a title Yeah, I got nothing. Hmm.
0: Draw town. The title of "With Those We Love Alive" is derived from the Bhagavad Gita. Better to live on beggar's bread with those we love alive than taste their blood in rich feasts spread and guiltily survive. Ah, damn!
1: Damn, that's a good line.
0: Yeah. So we'll just come up with something that good real quick. Okay. Should it be sort of a sort of a poetic title like that. That seems kind of cool. It's kind of evocative for a nice solo game. You're gonna be kind of introspective.
1: Do we want to include, like, the word mark or marker in there as well? As a nod to, like, what you need and what you have to do?
0: The fact that you literally use a marker?
1: Yeah. You know. We could just call it the marker. We technically could do that. Uh... That's as good. (laughs) (laughs)
0: something like marks of what you have lost the marks we leave behind Uh, the
1: marks we leave behind is not bad
0: yeah you're looking for your thingy that you've lost do we want to have any amount of specificity on that
1: I mean I think if we uh, if we say that this is a city you used to live in and you are returning to just like something associated with your childhood or early life Mm-hmm. i'm i'm down with leaving it that vague i feel like lots of people are gonna think cool doll mm, yeah i'm not opposed to that
0: we could go really hard and be like oh yeah you're looking for like your cryogenically frozen child or something uh but let's not
1: do let's, that let's not <laughs> let's just put looking for cryogenically frozen child on the list and deal with that in the future yeah that, that goes on the moat list the marks we leave behind is this is this a game have we invented a game i think we
0: uh, think we invented a game
1: i think we've made a game i think we have gamed
0: yeah we have become game finder of lost sweaters
1: (laughs) all right in which case uh i guess we're gonna have to go write this thing now it's time for patting ourselves on the back and
0: never writing it down
1: Oh no, no! We will definitely write it down, and then we will okay, have to. Okay. Then we will have to decide which one of us gets to draw on themselves on air next week. That's yeah, it's gonna be interesting. That feels like a weekend we discussion just, for me. We can just make someone else do it.
0: Oh, we don't damn. even
1: have to be there.
0: We can just take a nap. Oh, that sounds amazing! Hey, Dum Dum, come play this game. <laughs> draw on yourself <laughs> with a non-toxic marker uh, for thirty-two. 60 minutes, presumably. No idea how long this is going to take.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll find out when we get there. Because we may, uh, may want to
0: end up providing a little more meat to, like, how to interpret a prompt and make your little vignette that you're doing. Like, Yeah,
1: probably.
0: Oh, what does the scene you're in look like? What does it smell like? Who else is there? You know, some sort of little... uh. Anything to to build on a skeleton of, just so you're not leaving people totally adrift, or not,
1: or not. I And mean, a lot of that is going to be how how much do we feel bothered to write that bit?
0: Yeah, and that's up to future us. I guess.
1: <laughs> and if there's anyone I hate, it's future us. <laughs> um, if there's anyone. who's any... not going to do a solid. <laughs> hey, this has been unplaytested. Did yeah. you know you can find us at unplaytested.com where you can submit ludicrous ideas for the big list? Or follow us on Twitter at at unplaytested. <laughs> Very good
0: hitting the at-at there. Uh, if you want to see the games we make here played, uh, they should go up at twitch.tv slash unplaytested. We try to get gameplay to go up the week after the episode drops, but check the schedule there. Or get the games yourself at unplaytested.itch.io you actually play one of these things, we'd love to hear about it.
1: Unplaytested is made possible by the support of our patrons! Join the Unplaytreon at patreon.com slash unplaytested. Unplaytrons get early access to the episodes and free copies of all the games we make! Thanks to Abducted
0: by Sharks for our music, Bring Forth My Armor. I'm Alex. And I'm Lara. And remember, time is an illusion, and so is death.
1: Eat teeth, car <laughs> Um. So Has yeah. anyone
0: ever said eat teeth before, do you think?
1: I I don't know. It seemed seemed fun at the time. <laughs> Starting okay. to think of a way that wasn't a cuss, and uh, That's fair. <laughs> that's what I that's what I got. I'm pretty sure by this point we resigned
0: ourselves to cussing on here, but maybe we'll we'll see how it goes.
1: <laughs> okay. In which case Shit teeth, Car. Oh god.
0: Wow, I'm editing that out.
1: (laughs) No. Keep it forever. Uh... That's the name of the game. (laughs) Yeah, okay, try to pick one. That (laughs) fuck all that. (laughs) Uh,
0: We can do the other stuff too. Uh but just just No, that stuff shits
1: teeth. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's do it. Now I have to leave in your earlier gross joke or else this part doesn't make sense. You've outwitted
1: me. Uh I love you too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh never been so outplayed. Um I'll go back, and I'll put in a I'll put in an edit where I say like, listener, I don't want to hear what's about to come up either, but the time stream must be maintained.
1: I'm more powerful than (laughs) time.